Welcome to the Hot Seat Powered by Affordable Staff, David Judge, and here we are at Season 2, Episode 10 of the Hot Seat, where we release a new episode every second Tuesday and talk to industry influencers that have worked hands-on in the real estate industry to find out where these influencers see current and future trends and what you can do about it to support and grow your business. Now, today's a great interview as we're interviewing Greg Watson, who is based in Palmerston North in New Zealand, and he's actually had a strong presence in the industry where he joined that industry over 22 years ago with his father and his brother. Now, it's a great interview, and in the interview, it's actually really interesting because we talk about how Greg not delegating meant he paid over $75,000 over two years and how that mistake had a huge impact on their cash flow to the stage where they weren't paying themselves, the importance of having a genuine passion for what you're doing and how that moves you beyond being a salesperson, and why 65% of all properties in New Zealand are self-managed and how New Zealand PMs are using that as an opportunity to grow their rent rolls. Now, this is just a short preview because there's so many things we actually covered in this interview. And what I actually really enjoy about this interview is how Greg is so raw with his answers. Greg shares his successes and at the same time he shares the failures that have helped him along his journey. And you know what? I actually think that that's what makes this such an authentic interview, especially as you can see how Greg's business is continuing to grow and flourish, yet you know that it's not all roses that he's had to, you know, it's not all roses to get there. He's had the tough times, he's had the challenging times. And that authenticity shines through in this interview. Okay, so I'm going to stop talking. Let's get into it and roll it. Hello, welcome. David Judge here from The Hot Seat and I have... Eva Judge. And we have... I'm Greg Watson. Greg, where are you from? I'm from Palmerston North in New Zealand. Fantastic. And we're here in New Zealand at the moment doing a couple of interviews. So um, it should be should be very, very good. So cool. we're going to go through and, um, and I'll change over to our questions because I realise I've moved away from them. Just going to ask you a couple of questions around you know, how you got into the industry, where sure. do you see the industry now, where you see it going, and yeah. see how it rolls from there. Yeah, so we opened our business in August 22 years ago, so it's been 22 years. You've been a part wow. of it for 22 years? Yes, yes, it was myself and my brother and father. Uh, they He's got hair and... Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 You might ask me later on how, how often I use Botox, but no, there are wrinkles there. But we started a, a family business, which was really nice. Uh, about the first six or seven years, I worked my way, because I didn't have previous experience, I worked my way from admin, front of house, through to real estate sales. And I worked in real estate sales. And my fantastic skill that I had mm. <laughs> for, for in that line of work was a real empathy with people being able to relate to people and I'd, I'd pick up listings very easily no matter yes. who the competition was and that's transferred now through to my current role as a, as a business development manager. The How I got into property management was interesting and we had at that time a small portfolio, it was about 160 properties mm. and we had a man who was very trusted to our family. He was almost like a another son to my father. Yes. Uh, and unfortunately, as you live and learn and you make mistakes, he was in sole charge of property management. Mm. Now, he ended up stealing a considerable amount of money, luckily not from our clients, but from wow. the owners, myself oh. and, and my father and brother. So that was an instant dismissal situation, and he was the only person that was doing property management in our company. Someone had to okay, step so in. Yeah. <laughs> Change the whole dynamic. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, so then... then that creates an opportunity. And what I saw was, this is a fantastic opportunity. Yes, I'm good at sales, but property management could be something that I could get really good at if I put my mind to it. We could uh, learn plenty about it and then try to create a, a fantastic experience for people. Right. So, What do you prefer, sales or property management? 
I like the and with within property management, I've worked in pretty much all, all the yeah, roles as well. Right. And what I like. It's a really that's a really good question because mm. what I love is seeing people helping them, guiding them on a journey, and I think with property management it's nice because you can actually form longer term relationships. relationships. Yeah, yeah. Sales yeah. Sales might be that you sell your property, mm. and you might not apart from newsletters and things. There won't be that much communication, relatively speaking, until those people sell again or, or have another right. transaction. So what I do like is that you can form those ongoing relationships. Mm. And I'm a people person. Yes. So I think <laughs> think the property management business development manager role is my forte. It's what I love. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, I've, so I've worked my way through my career to do the things that I love and to take away the things that I'm not so good at. If you, if you weren't or if you didn't uh, come into real estate slash property mm. management, what do you think you'd be doing now? Yeah, I'm actually qualified in, in three areas. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> I'm a bit of, bit of a nerd at times, but, but I, I've got um, a degree in psychology and okay. one in information systems. So what I was looking at doing was designing computer systems for businesses. Mm. So as can happen when, when you're studying and when you're a bit younger, you can end up in a situation where you go quite a long way through your studies, and yes. then you decide, actually, you know what? That's not what it's I'm not quite do. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I had, understand. Yeah, so I had to have some hard conversations with myself and say, you know what, uh, you're a people person, and yes. although creating these IT-related services would help people, it wasn't wouldn't fulfil me. So, mm. so it's more, uh, yeah. more lonely sort of work. Yes, it is. IT. Yeah, ever, ever comes from a background in art and so graphic design. Yes, I, yes. I, I've got a bachelor in graphic design and. Um, and I was there at the end of my degree and I realised, hang on a second, I don't get to paint things. I just get to sit in front of a computer all day. I don't like this. Yeah. So what yeah. I do for a living now, sit in front of a computer all day. I've always had the skill of being able to bullshit. So that's pretty much <laughs> you did very, very well at university because it's not actually creating the piece oh, in of art. art. Yeah. It's, it's not about actually creating the piece of art. It's how you sell your piece of art. That's so true. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. But, okay. but I think probably many people can relate to a situation in life where they where they, you manoeuvre yourself into a situation that you really enjoy. And that's where I've made mistakes in, yes. in business. Yes. And I learn from those. And then I figure out, you know what? When the business was smaller, I was trying to do too many things myself. Mm. For example, I used to run, I used to do the finances, the balancing of the books. Yes. And in the olden days, we were using Excel spreadsheets you know, to do that. <laughs> and I did a formula wrong. So we ended up. Oh, okay. So we ended up paying the uh, inland revenue, the tax department, seventy five thousand dollars too much over about three years <laughs> wow. or two years until our accountant noticed. And well, at least he would have gotten that back. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, they don't give you interest though. Um, oh, and, and so what happened was uh, the time when I was overpaying the tax department were tough times yeah. in real estate, and we were struggling. We were going sometimes oh, without really? paying ourselves. And do you think oh. I felt? A little bit guilty about that. Yeah, so I said, yeah. right, from now on, that's not my forte. No. People are my forte. Someone else do that, please. So. But it's a learning experience in itself. It is. We're going through Absolutely. We, going yeah. back in 2000 and 2012 when we had our online marketing business, we didn't pay ourselves for a few months. Yeah. Google yeah. released a major change. Mm. Um, things, algorithm, algorithm update. Things started changing rapidly. Uh, we were losing clients because what you used to have to do to go and achieve a result for a client suddenly changed yes. and all the stuff that they said that you were supposed to be doing no one was doing mm. uh, there were, there were and issues even with... what you were supposed to do it wasn't working so yeah. but going yeah. back and looking back on that it was a uh, whilst it was a challenging time and whilst we my dad was visiting and he wanted to go out and he wanted to do all these things it, uh, in hindsight it was definitely you know help with our growth to where we are yeah. now mm. absolutely I think when somebody's got a small to medium enterprise 
that you do a lot of hours often or you do the extra things. But as you grow, it's really important just to keep reanalyzing and saying, am I working to my strengths? Are my staff working to their strengths? Uh, you know, for goodness sake, have, have someone that loves numbers and figures to do your yes. finances and they'll be fulfilled. But that's uh. actually a really valid point. And I think it's because a lot of people end up in roles which they don't enjoy as well. And yes. I think from what you're sort of saying here is, it's it, you know, you do what you love doing. Yep. And it's it great. shows because, yeah. I mean, you, you, every time I look at some awards, I, no, there's Greg Watson winning another award. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, right. So, you know, yeah. but the point is, obviously, it, it, it comes through and it shows. And obviously, you, yes. you're reaping the award, rewards of it as a business mm, as well because mm. your passion is there yeah, and yeah. so often um, you know you see people who just don't have that passion or have lost that passion yes. and I think at times you have to sit back and go okay should I be doing this mm. or am, am I going to make that real hard decision and am I going yeah. to do something different and in if, my life and if you have a genuine passion for what you do and you really really love what you do and if you're in sales you don't really have to sell. People see no, your enthusiasm, right. and they, 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 they yeah, they, they see that they say, yeah, they see the passion, and they think, I want to work with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's and it's almost sure. it, it doesn't uh, it moves away from that transactional. Yes, thing, and it just becomes a relationship yes. you're forming with the person. So mm. I think it's fantastic. So with that in mind, um, what do you see as the as one of the the challenges or problems within the industry right now? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I'm a great person for technology. I love it. I love efficiencies. I love automation automating conversation flows, all those sorts of mm. things. However, a challenge is actually around communication and making it personal. Mm. And they're a little bit contradictory. So yes. there's a place can be. Yeah, so yes. there's a place for automation. So on your website, if you can ask a few automated questions so you can give them the really valuable information, you're just asking um, why why are you here today? How can we help? Are you here for, to buy a property or, or wanting to know more information about property management or, or being a landlord and if they can click a few automated responses that guide them into a space where you can give them the best information they want straight away then that's fantastic yes. but I think the important steps are the ones where you're providing the information that you can jump in personally and be a real yeah. person. So. so is that what you think that there's in, in the industry there's a bit of a turnaround where people are using the technology not to do the face-to-face? -face? Yes yeah. yes and I guess that's what I'm uh, what I'm talking about is that if you can, if you can have automation or technology to do things like creating efficiencies, making businesses uh, run faster, or provide a better customer experience, that's good. Yeah. But you have to also be careful not to depersonalise things, yes. and so, and and have a disengagement with people that are effectively new clients, mm. just because it's easier for us that way to have it automated. Yeah. So, so yeah. Is, that how, is that how you'd see someone would be able to differentiate themselves in the industry? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so we have a system where. Uh, Ad, online ads or a visit to our website starts one of these automated conversations but I can see every step or my staff can see every step of every conversation in real time so we, so we use something called mini chat which you might be familiar with yeah. where people can send a message and it comes to most often my phone because then you and again you can channel it with the so so someone said they want someone to manage your property, so, yes. so I get that, that message. Well, yeah. of course. And then I'll uh, send them a audio message yes. or a video message. Great. Uh, if it's a time that I can't talk. talk um, but if you can just jump in and say, can I give you a ring? Mm. They think, oh, it's a real person. Or you say, hi, it's Greg here. Thanks. Yes. You're, you're helping me because to provide you Because sometimes people think it is one of those automated oh, yeah. bots. And, mini yeah. chat. There's, there's some very, very, yeah, mini chat. Mini chat. And okay. it's, it's, can you put that in the show notes? <laughs> I run our office in the Philippines. Does I do or we do this part here? Yes. And then we take it all and we go. 
And she yeah. does everything else. <laughs> what, yeah, yeah, one, so. Wonderful. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So I will put a little text note. So, so I think a key thing, I guess, just to summarise that point, yes. is a challenge is to the challenge is to not use technology so much that we're depersonalising yes. things, oh. especially in a. Uh, era or a time when people are getting a lot of self-help through the internet mm. and cutting out the people yes. it's better to say okay I'll give you a little bit because it'll be helpful to you yes. because if I ring you to, to talk about selling your house but that's not what you're interested in no. you're interested in say presenting your home yes. then, then I should be ringing you to talk about that or else I'm wasting your time mm. but, I should, right. but I should be but particularly in this face industry, face. when you're dealing with someone's biggest asset or, or the second biggest mm. asset that they own, potentially, you know, they need that human interaction. They need that someone to say, it's okay, yeah, I will look after you. Yeah. Because, you know, it's 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 huge. Yeah. And, the, and the reason that I jump into those conversations, which are text conversations up till then, you can embed videos and things, but it's better if, if you received a message from me uh, that said, hi, Eva, I'm Greg. Thanks for your messages. Look, I'm right here. Just ask any questions. Unless you just want to pop your mobile number and look, what I'll just give you a call and we'll have a chat. Because up to that point, it's just text message. Just and message. and that's, just a, that's just a short message on my phone yes. that I've taken a moment to video. And it's suddenly you can convey the things that you can't convey in text, like enthusiasm, passion, oh, yes. um, empathy, those sorts of things. And that creates that, that really good connection. Because particularly with a short video clip, we're talking probably less than a minute, yes. um, mm. often less than fifteen seconds. And how many how many words is it you would say there that oh. if it was in an email yes. you'd have to sit there and type out? Absolutely, you're going to lose your train of thought. Yeah. And do you have pre-recorded set video messages that you send, or do you literally stand there with your iPhone, go, "Hey, Joe, yes. this is Greg here. Uh, I'm sorry I can't take your call right now, but I thought I'd quickly touch base with you. I'll be like, yeah. you literally yeah. do. It's, yes, it's better to personalise it because. As, as I've uh, sent this message to you, Eva, yes. it sounds more um, genuine. It's genuine, that's um, right. Rather than, hi there, th which you can still do general ones that sound good. Like, yeah, hi there, thanks so much for getting in touch. Really appreciate it. I am here, just pop a message through and I'll do my best to make sure you get what, what you need and, and the information Brilliant. help you need. So, you can, so yes, many chat can have videos in there. For example, uh, they can follow a chain where they're just wanting some information. Yes. So you have a video about the information, you have a download, that sort of stuff. However, I can see each of those steps. Mm. So I can still jump in and say, oh, I've noticed you've just downloaded our landlord book. Let me know if you have any questions. You know, an mm. actual video. Or, or the reason I'm not saying to ring them is because in that particular process, you don't get their phone number, number unless they give it to you. Yes. Right. So that's why you're using some of that audio, some of that video, mm. but ultimately you're asking, can I contact you? Yes. Can I right. can I email you or can I ring you? Mission based. Yes. And and once you've got that, yeah. then then it's you've it's easy. Got the first part of the mm. report yeah. all yeah. sorted. And it's it's um it's interesting in in our industry we've always had a very strong focus around around voice communication. Yes. And if a if a client sends you a message uh, via via email we generally straight away pick up the phone just so we can have a chat. Yes. We've had many occasions where you're going backwards and forwards and then emails get misconstrued and then the communication challenge starts to yeah. break down. And then we'd follow it up with an email. We'd say, okay, as we discussed, da-da-da-da. Yeah, that's but it's, it, A two-minute or a five-minute yeah. chat is changes let, the whole dynamic. Let's say I sent you an email and said, oh, the washing machine's broken down. You send one back saying, that's great. Now, take away the voice, turn it into text. 
Is he saying that sarcastically? Yes. Oh, that's great. That's right. Or is he saying, oh, that's great. We've been wanting to replace that washing machine <laughs> or, I've got, or I've got a spare. But we don't know that. That's right. And so let's say I think you're being sarcastic. I'm thinking, oh, gee, he's not a very nice guy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes if you're actually, you know, you're having a bad day and you write a response to someone or a genuine reply, the tone of your message, it could be so misconstrued mm. just because you're, you're literally just thinking about something else. Yeah, yeah not so, even a bad day if you're, if you're no. stuck the time. Or, or, or yeah, let's, stressed. Let, let's say I'm typing an email, which is always longer than a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> but, let, but let's say I'm ty- typing, typing an email. You st- sort of have to then, before you push that send button, you have to think, right, let's click over to the person reading it's mm. mind. How else could this be construed? And when you're on the phone, you don't need to do that don't because just, your voice or your yeah, tone exactly. is doing it for yeah. you. Exactly. Yeah. So... With that in mind, um, what do you see as the biggest changes or disruptors coming in the industry in the next few years? In terms of changes, there's been a lot of legislative changes that are, that are either being mooted or, or have come up. And this creates a fantastic opportunity. Mm-hmm. Because you look at these things two ways. You can look at them negatively or positively. And looking at them negatively will just lead to a, a despair if you choose. But here's where I see the opportunity. About 65% or thereabouts, of all properties in New Zealand are managed by people that do it themselves. It's just something in our, in our DNA. They just choose to do it that way. Now, with anything that you do, let's imagine you're going to mow your back lawns. If I came along and planted a tree, that's a bit of a nuisance. If I plant five trees, it's more of a nuisance and so forth. So, so really, it's, it's just, just a, um, a matter of trying to uh, make things... Um, so I've lost my train of thought there, sorry. Guys. Um, <laughs> around the legislation. Yeah. Oh, around the legislation, sorry. So, <laughs> so, so if we're putting, so to the opportunity comes about where the, all these trees, if you like, the insulation, the, um, all these, bar- these obstacles are being put in front of the landlord who's trying to manage their own property. Yes. But they're not only saying that, they're saying, if you break a tree, you're going to have to pay for it. Mm. If you break one of these laws, you're going to have to pay for it. And they have trouble keeping up. And mm. suddenly the value proposition is getting better. Value in so much as the intangibles, the less stress. I don't. I as an individual don't don't yes. have to keep learning, yeah. and I'm not going to forfeit. And prevent, preventing yeah. those mistakes from being made yeah. by you. If something does go wrong, you're yeah. not financially at a loss mm. as well That's because right. somebody so, else is pre-warning you about yeah. the situation. And, and so the changes are positive in that. Just in a New Zealand context, it'll mean that more people want to have property managers. Yeah. Yeah. If it was in Australia, for example, it would just be the, the property managers saying, oh, man, this is going to make our job more difficult. <laughs> but um, I, think it's, I think it's fantastic because, you can, like you said, you can either look at it as a challenge or a, or a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's opportunity everywhere. Of course That's there is. Right. Uh, when we were running the online marketing business years ago, I had no idea we'd be doing what we're doing now. Yeah. But we just followed the opportunity. Yes. Uh, in the same way, in 10 years' time, mm. I have no doubt it'll be a different opportunity. Yeah. And, and so that's with the legislative changes or anything like that, yes. or news articles, things in the media, whatever it is, you can look at those things and think, where's the opportunity? And, and the opportunity in change and legislation is around education and placing yourself as an expert. Yes. Ringing the newspaper saying, is this newsworthy? Do you want some comments on this? Remember, you can ring me for comments. I was in our local newspaper three times in the last eight days. And I was thinking, that's probably a bit much. <laughs> but but then, then people are thinking, who's that guy that's always talking about? About this, yeah. and, and so that's that's an it's opportunity too. So it really is, sort of figure. yeah. So it's so it's yeah. really a case of um, how you frame things. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, um, what would you say to to Greg twenty two years ago if you could talk to him today? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Get well, out of it, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'd, I'd, I'd say that there's there's a fantastic opportunity. There are things that 
I would tell uh, young Greg to do differently. I'd actually tell him to buy more real estate personally. But in terms of the business context, I would say um, to focus very strongly on lead generation and, and spend the time doing the things that are going to be the most value, which in the context of a business development manager is meeting people, being face-to-face. So I would have a system, as I do now, where appointments are being made, leads are being generated, appointments are being made, and in an ideal world, which I'm heading towards, uh, there'll be turn up at work and your appointments are already there to go and see people. Mm. The pre-selling's been done. And as a BDM, what you... probably all BDMs really want is just the opportunity to talk to people because you put them in front of people and that's where they can they can do the business so I'd say to young Greg don't spend time on other things grow and the business would in hindsight have grown much faster if we're concentrating getting the leads in uh, and having in other words a person who's solely responsible for growing the business or or more people if you can afford it so uh, because the people often say to me should we put on a BDM or should we put on another BDM? And the answer really is, yes. why on earth wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Of course yes. you should. Um, yes. because well, unless you don't want to grow your business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's where we had, had a situation recently with uh, graphic design, funnily enough, where yes. we we had we wanted somebody to come in and, and work in-house on marketing, do our brochures, advertising, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And we had a lady apply for the job who was way overqualified in fact she was a marketing strategic marketing expert however her life situation had meant she just needed a job she's moving to the area and she's happy to do that so my ceo rang up and said greg we've got this lady but she can't do brochures and flies she does this this strategy strategy stuff and i said uh, hire her hire her pay her whatever she needs put her in place and we'll hire someone else uh, to do because sometimes in life Opportunity comes That's along, right. and if you're if you're open for it, we could have just said, "Oh no, she's she might uh, be overqualified. She might get bored. She might leave." Instead, it's like, "Well, let's get her to do what she's good at, what and she's passionate about, and then we'll we'll worry about it." So, mm. yeah. So, we've had, so there's always opportunity for exciting uh, exciting change. You just have to see it and yes. not not be afraid to take yes. the risk. And speaking of exciting change, we're at that part of the interview, the hot seat part of the Ooh. interview. Well, we're going to go through and ask you a series of questions, sure. some very, very nice short questions yes. and, and hopefully nice short, short answers. answers. Absolutely, go I'm ahead. I'm giving you a hint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you really struggle to answer, just say pass. Okay, just good. Yes. Moving, so. Okay, right. are we ready? Yes. Okay, number one bucket list item. S- uh, diving with sharks. Favourite hobby? Football. That's soccer for... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the real football. <laughs> Strangest thing you've ever eaten? Moose. Mm, moose. Really? Yeah, probably moose, yeah. yeah. Okay. Describe yourself in three words. Um, happy, lively, energetic. How do you spend the first three hours of your day? Uh, getting ready for work. Yes. Making a to-do list once I get to work. Tackling the massive influx of things that fill up my brain. And then meditating. And then when I finish meditating, I come out with a clear head and ready to hit the day, and I'm super productive. Oh, fantastic. Wow. Um, <laughs> if you had a super yacht, what would you call it? The name Bertha came into my head just then, but I've got no idea <laughs> why. This happens when you panic with a quick <laughs> answer. Yeah, right. Bertha. <laughs> <laughs> What's your biggest non-negotiable? Uh, in business in or life. just in life? In life. I guess um, not letting people bring me down. Mm. Morning or night? Definitely a night person. Weapon of choice? Sword. 
<laughs> yeah. You said that too quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I've got one down here. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Can I get out of this one? <laughs> <laughs> Biggest fear. Biggest fear, sharks. That's why it's still on my bucket list. Mm. Uh, yeah. University or school of hard knocks? I think I learnt more through the hard knocks. Yeah. Mm. What motivates you? People. Being around people. Greatest failure? Uh, greatest failure would be... Oh, that's a toughie. This one we talked about earlier where, where I paid the IRD 75000 mm. Turned out okay, we got it back, but... I don't fear failure, mm. um, but I just try and be as confident, as educated about something before I go into it. Yeah. Yes. Um, Friday, uh, Friday. Friday or Monday? Definitely Friday. One item you could not live without? Toothbrush. Cats or dogs? <laughs> uh, cats. And how many keys do you have in your key ring? About eight. Eight. Wow. Yeah. There you go. You're the first person we've interviewed. Everyone else is like, no keys. <laughs> apparently, apparently, property managers, it's the bane of their existence. So when they're not working, they don't want them. Yeah. Jake, before, before you move on, I have to just, just pause. Greg, you are wearing the most <laughs> interesting, stunning shoes that yes, I've ever they mean, seen. Yes, they mean your interest. <laughs> you have to show it. All right, Greg, do you want to just show, show them to the camera? I'll just... Yep. Just like I'm going to take yeah. a photo. Yep. I'll take a photo while we'll include it in the slide because... Um, I, tell I, us, just tell us very, very briefly what motivated. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I speak at events sometimes, and I was speaking at an event in Australia, and I had this crazy idea that if I bought shoes that were so wild and outrageous when I was up on stage, uh, even if people didn't remember what I said, they'd remember the shoes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, why not be remembered for something? <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well so done. we're at this point of the interview where it's a shameless plug time. What would you like to tell people about what you're doing? Uh, loving what we do, we we work in the Greater Manawatu area. Yes, we have a great service actually for people wanting to invest in Manawatu. We have high rates of return relatively to other places in the country. I've got a free service where I'll go and look at any property that people are keen on. Let's say somebody from Auckland's buying in Palmer's North, value it for them, give them renovation advice. Uh, it's called our investor support program, and a lot of the work I do is is free of charge. And I don't mind saying that because my marketing strategy is give, give, give and work just flows back in. Yes. So let's say I offered you a free valuation to update your properties, but you still decided that you want to do it yourself. That's no problem. You'd probably feel a little guilty. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I'd say to you, don't worry about it because you might meet someone tomorrow mm. and they need some help and just Paid mention for. my name. Paid, Paid for. for. Yeah. Paid for, yeah. Fantastic. So, Lovely. And if someone wanted to get in contact with you, what would be Yeah, so watsonrealestate.nz. Yes. Yep. As, as the website. The, put that on the show notes. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, Appreciate it. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for really coming good on. Yeah. yeah, really enjoyed it. It's been loads of fun. Yeah, Thanks. excellent. David Judge again from the Hot Seat and Eva and Greg. Thank you very much. And guys, we'll talk soon. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to this episode with Greg. And before you go, I'd ask if you enjoy this episode that you subscribe to our podcast, which you can find if you search for The Hot Seat wherever you listen to podcasts, especially on Spotify and Apple. I also want to remind you that The Hot Seat is powered by affordable staff. And if I am 100% honest, we could not put The Hot Seat together without outsourcing. There's a lot of background work that goes into creating a podcast, anyone that's done it. And this couldn't be done without outsourcing it to our overseas team. I record the content and I send it offshore where they handle the video, the audio, the website, the podcast distribution, the marketing, and so, so much more. So a special thank you to our team in the Philippines. Okay, that's it. Thank you again for all of your support and we'll catch you in the next episode of the hot seat.